0: Hello and welcome to Moonlight Episode 7. I'm Skylar and I am joined today, as always, but not in a while. We haven't been together in a while. Uh, as always, by Trevor Sesnick. Hello, Trevor. Hello. This is one heck of an intro. Uh, I have a question for you, Trevor. Uh, well, two questions. I'm, I'm going to start off with the easy one. Uh, we've been in the year 2021 for about seven days. Uh, first opinions, what's What's your thoughts?
1: Um, there's no way we don't get into a civil war this year. Next question.
0: That's what I was gonna say okay um, next question uh <laughs> today's episode today's episode, we are gonna talk a little bit about uh what happened last year and our thoughts on that, and like kinda recapping what happened last year a little bit and looking forward to what happens or what we think is gonna happen this year, not in politics but in space flight and tech um and so my question is, not so my my question is, what was your favorite spaceflight event that happened this year? Not the best one, not the most important one. I want your personal favorite. <clears throat> um, or maybe like top three or so.
1: Okay, let's see top three. Um, number. I mean, obviously up there is just um all of crew dragon uh IFA yeah. DM1 crew 1 or sorry DM2 crew 1 um CRS21 like just that
2: overall um yeah
1: um i think the second most exciting event in my opinion this year has been um The progress on uh, Rock Lab's recovery. They, I mean, it's been just fascinating to watch and it's amazing how well their first recovery attempt went and I just cannot wait to see them um, do more in the, this year. Um, And then I think number three, does it have to be a specific event?
0: not necessarily i mean neither of the first two things you said specific events so
1: um i think number three i'm torn between starship progress and falcon progress but i think i'm gonna go with falcon progress um it like it's just been insane this year to watch recovery um turnaround times go down and just see falcon really hitting its strides because it's it's a great vehicle, and it's really been let loose in last year with what twenty six launches, twenty half of those being Starlink, yeah.
0: yeah. So yeah, or more more than half of those being Starlink, I think. Um, yeah, I I would agree with that. So Crew Dragon, of course, uh, and this is why I said favorite and not just like most important because I feel like if you if you had to rank what is like the most important thing that happened in space flight, if you're a reasonable person, you would say, well, of course we launched humans from the U S for the first time in nine years. Of course, that's the most important thing. Um, but yeah, so crew dragon is, is of course pretty cool. Um, electron, I was sad. Uh, electron recovery is good, but they only did it once. And I well, and so I feel like if you're really gonna like I feel like at the end of this year we're gonna be talking about electron recovery a lot more because it's it's actual all of the big things are going to happen this year.
1: I strongly disagree. Okay. Um so right, with Electron this year, they um did their two um uh tests of getting through the wall. And proving that technology out was very important. And, um, like, that was by far the hardest part of recovery that they proved that they can do. Um, and then also this year, they've completely developed the parachute system. I mean, it's not just this year, but they've tested the parachute systems and proven that that is a viable method of recovery. They've successfully caught one, like a test stage with a helicopter. And then, of course, there was Return to Sender, where um, they successfully splash it down and they're going to refly components from that stage
0: yeah yeah just in in my opinion it's like if you're someone who isn't an absolute space nerd like we are um, I feel like if you're just some like a regular person who's looking onto this and being like, what are they doing? I feel like the most, the most impactful and like the most exciting thing that they're going to do in recovery is actually catching the thing with the helicopter and all of that development. All of that stuff has to happen this year.
1: Yeah. And it should be this year.
0: Yeah. Uh, it should be, I don't have it pulled up, but it should be one of the next couple launches. Um,
1: no, and they still have quite a bit more
0: to do. And then you said Falcon, so so yeah, so part of the reason why Falcon had so many launches is because of Starlink, and I think that's that's the exciting thing, and that's one of my favorite things that happened was just the the development on Starlink, is we saw at the beginning of a beta program, we saw, I mean all of the launches, uh, they started this year with Starlink V1 L2, and then ended the year with thirteen fifteen L15. nice um so um, so that's that's exciting, and it's cool to see all the starlink stuff happening uh and I think Falcon development and the reason why we had so many now the reuse number is up there uh so much more than it was last year, and number of launches, and that's all due to the fact that they now have a constellation that they can continually launch well,
1: I mean it's more than that um. It's just, like, they finally, they've tweaked everything they need to on the Falcon 9, and um, it's reliable, like, extremely reliable now. They know what corners they can and can't cut. Um, And then also, like, fairing recovery this year was, or last year, I still think I'm in 2020, um, was extremely successful. So it was just a fantastic year for the Falcon team.
0: Yeah. Um, also, all the reusability stuff, uh, there was... I mean, yeah, because cause on that, like, some of the Starlink launches, they started having real trouble with landing Falcon boosters in a way that they haven't had. They haven't had that sort of trouble in a while. It was like just they had too... They had a couple launches. They had, yeah, they had a couple was... launches that did... But that was, like, that was the we were expecting we were at a point before then like we were expecting we were at a point where we were very rarely going to lose any boosters and then we lose two in a row on two different starlink missions it
1: wasn't two in a row
0: well we lose we lose two different starlink missions yeah two um,
1: starlink missions in a row it was starlink v1.0l3 kinda... and v1.0l4 if i remember correctly
0: yeah I could it check. was it was just kind of surprising to see that like we thought it would be fine but turns out there's still a little bit more development to do, and there's always more development to be done. But well, to it, be fair, it was good to see all the all the stuff that happened on the reusability side.
1: I wouldn't call that more development to do. I'd call that there are minor bugs that they still are working out. Um, because well, they right. found
0: an edge case and they had to fix the edge case.
1: Yeah, sorry, it was L four and L five, not L three and L four. Um, but I mean. The edge cases were so like pretty trivial. One of them was like they cleaned an engine wrong. Um and if they lost one of the engines so they couldn't successfully do a reentry burn. And the other was just getting incorrect wind data and the booster intentionally ditched itself into the ocean.
0: Yeah. Um there was the whole, there was the whole thing early in the year with the engines and the cleaning and the, um, not being able to do stuff, where SpaceX was grounded for a little bit and that was scary.
1: Um, which engine problem? Because there were two.
0: But weren't they both the same? No. Two different problems, but they were from. Okay. Well, I know the thing with Starlink, which causes them to lose, causes them to lose one engine. During flight, during its first stage flight, they lost an engine, but they were still able to conduct a nominal mission, which was great. Um, and then, and then there was the other thing which just grounded a flight for a few weeks.
1: Um, yeah. So the first one on Starlink V one point oh L five, which was March eighteenth of this year, um, they had some leftover isopropyl alcohol residue in one of the engines in a sensor. Um so they lost the engine uh like right before Miko. Um and like Skylar said the mission was still perfectly successful. Um and then there was the um GPS uh three uh GPS three was that S V O yeah, that was SVO4, um Space Vehicle 4. Um that had that like red lacquer stuff in one of the um in some of the engines and that was causing a hard startup. So they had to ground all new boosters and inspect every second stage before
2: they launched again. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that was it was a little scary to see like because pe- people were kind of throwing around rumors uh when this was happening but it was it was a little weird to see like this this launch was supposed to happen a week ago and it still hasn't like gone vertical on the pad um so that was that was a fun time but uh, there's one more thing uh one more kind of exciting thing that happened this year was all the Mars launches and
1: uh but They're not at the exciting parts of their mission yet, so...
0: No, but at at the very least, they launched. We saw um, China's uh, Mars spacecraft, and then... You're going to have to tell me that I'm wrong. I know NASA launched one, China launched one, and then... Japan. Another company. Japan launched one. Um, And so, yeah, all of those still have a couple months left to go before they get to the Mars. Actually,
1: they start arriving in about a month.
0: Yeah, in February. Yeah,
1: yeah, super exciting.
0: Uh, Perseverance. That's gonna be that's gonna be another one of those nail biting missions. Um, so cross your fingers and I I have this is gonna be the first Mars landing that I will be watching uh, Same. because the last Mars landings I was not a space I was not into space flight, so it's gonna be very fun to watch and very nerve wracking.
1: I am. Yeah, I'm gonna be terrified
0: too. Yeah. Um, so let's. So I want to go through kind of a chronological order of what happened this year, uh, kind of quickly in the, um, SpaceX and Rocket Lab. At least we're not gonna. I'm not gonna go over every rocket launch all around the world because that would take way too much time. But, um, so SpaceX. So the first on my launch manifest that I have. Uh, The first launch that happened this year was SpaceX's uh, Starlink V1 L2. Um,
1: yeah, that was the first launch of the year everywhere, I yeah. believe.
0: Yeah, it was on January 7th, exactly one year ago, which is fun. And <laughs> SpaceX is launching another one, not a Starlink, but SpaceX is launching again, first launch of the year tonight. So that's fun. Um, what is today's so- date? Today's J- January 7th. It's been exactly one year. Uh, SpaceX launches Starlink V1L2. Um, and then Done. they go all the way from Starlink um, L1 V1L2 to L15, which is great. Um, on January 19th, they conduct their tr- Crew Dragon in-flight abort test. Or as I like to call it, Old Man Yells at Cloud. Or not Old Man. Or as I, I, or as I like to call it, Tim Dodd Yells at Cloud remember yeah that one, Trevor that,
1: was, that was I think that was the most exciting mission of the year um
0: it was the most exciting sub. well it was one of the most exciting suborbital missions it was the,
1: the most exciting one to watch um because like DM2 like awesome mission huge significance of course but honestly wasn't that cool of a launch which was just like a pretty normal launch um, and then Crew 1 was same way, in my opinion. The coverage yeah, was terrible, were, so it kind of ruined it.
0: They were normal launches, but they were exciting because we knew there were people on board. Whereas this launch was not a normal launch and very exciting because it wasn't a normal launch.
1: Yes. And there was
0: so, no
1: real significant reuse milestone, which is at least what I get really excited about like my favorite missions of the year were like SXM7 um uh, Starlink L15 Starlink 10 Starlink L13 um and then like Starlink L7 IFA
0: So um, when I go through these launches I don't have a bunch of important stats pulled up for these launches so you're going to have to add them if you want to cuz you've got all the stats Yes Okay, so Crew Dragon and Flight Abort test happened on January 19th, 2020. Yep. And then Starlink V1-L3 on January 29th. And then Ele- uh, Electron's first launch of the year. Electron's first launch of the year, which was Birds of a Feather, launched on January 31st. Anything important about that? Um,
1: I don't have really Electron stats, but yeah, that was um, obviously the first missions was pretty significant, and then
0: this was mission 11 for, this was overall mission number 11 for Electron.
1: Yeah, and then it was after this launch that they had a launch hiatus, right, because of COVID. Um, well,
0: let's see, we're in late January. And then um Starlink V1 L four failed landing attempt on February seventeenth. CRS twenty on March seventh.
1: That was a exciting and, the- and sad day. CRS twenty? Yeah. Why is it sad? Retirement of Dragon One, last launch.
0: Oh. Oh, that was it that was it.
1: Yeah, that was also um, the
0: final. Yeah, that was the final CRS one contract launch.
1: Yeah, um, it's worth noting that right, CRS twenty launched on B ten fifty nine point two or dash two, um, and that is the um uh, highest, uh, that landed in the highest wind ever, like the most powerful wind ever. So they were expecting to lose that booster, and then it had a flawless landing, and yeah.
0: Proves that, despite all of the circumstances, rockets will either land or not, and it doesn't really matter what's happening.
1: Yes, there's not really an alternative to that.
0: Yeah. My point being, if a a landing is going to fail, it's not due to outside forces, it's just due to something went wrong with the rocket.
1: I mean, it usually could be, but yeah,
0: yeah. Um, so Starlink V1 L5 on March eighteenth, um, and I think this is, um, in my in in first my history first fifth flight of a booster. In my history, oh, that's cool. In my like, as I remember it, COVID hit on the day that I went on spring break, which was Saturday, March thirteenth. Um, so this is the first first launch inside quote unquote inside covid um we're not gonna talk a ton about that, but so that and then, so they have l five on March eighteenth and then Spacex waits a whole month more than a whole month to launch starlink v one l six yep um and then and so yeah, so and that was by the launch way. in. Electrons oh, launch in February would have been the... It, that's They took a big hiatus, probably, because of all the stuff.
1: Yeah. What were you going to say? Um. Eh, never mind. I'll say that later.
0: Okay, so Starlink V1L6. Um, and then Virgin Orbit has a demo flight of Launcher 1, which is not successful. Um, uh, the combustion chamber failed right after first stage ignition, causing it to uh, shut down and fall into the ocean. Uh, I I really hope, and we're, we're going to get into what we want to ha- see happen this year uh, later, but I, I hope Virgin Orbit does some more stuff this year. I, I hope at least they have couple a couple days. Yeah. I wanna see a successful attempt. It would be very cool. And then the big one, um the the big launch on March thirtieth, twenty twenty, SpaceX launches demo two, uh, carrying Bob Bankin and Doug Hurley to the International Space Station. Um and this is a memorable launch for many reasons. Not just because of humans, but because from what I remember, this was when everyone was just a little bit depressed because of the state of the world. And in the communities I was in, it was really nice to see like this was a bright moment in a very dark time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it it was just kind of, a. it was a really inspiring moment, I think, because like, it, it just really showed that when humanity works together, like we can do freaking amazing things. And it was also just so nice that we finally had a replacement to the shuttle and we had a objectively good-looking spacecraft to quote the mission control. That was on crew 1.
0: It's still my still my favorite quote from crew 1.
1: Yeah. And then so my favorite quote from DM2 and- I think
2: is um uh I
1: think it's after they verify the crew displays are configured for launch. Um, actually, no, it's uh, let's light this candle. I think.
0: Yeah. Uh, Dragon SpaceX had two go different... for launch.
1: Let's light this candle.
0: Yeah. Uh, my favorite quote from DM Two is when they splash down and Core says to the guys, uh, "Thank you for flying SpaceX." Yeah. That was that was good, and I I think I said it wrong. It was Saturday, May thirtieth, twenty twenty. That was the launch date. And then Starling another V1 really, and 7. Yep.
1: another really cool thing about demo two is on the splashdown webcast, like Kate Tysk like almost being in tears at the end. Honestly, just like really set in stone to me that what we just did because like. Seeing someone who has put so much time and effort into it, just being so happy and so proud of the work and what's been done, it was just amazing to see
0: yeah the views of Mission Control when they splashed down was some of them were crying, some of them were on their feet cheering like it was it was an amazing it was an amazing moment to see this team of people has put their work into this thing for the last um. Twelve years, since COTS won, or for the entire history of the development of Dragon, they've put their work into this thing, and it has finally reached the end goal, or the end goal for now. Of yeah, flying it was, humans to the ISS.
1: It was also pretty awesome when, um, right they were doing com checks during reentry, uh, when Gwen Shotwell heard Doug's call back of "We hear you loud and clear," or just like. Because she was obviously just terrified, and seeing her like reaction of just like "thank God," that was awesome to see.
0: They made it. They made it through the blackout. Yeah. In every in every crew launch, that is a really it's a really cool thing to watch for is if they because they did this for Apollo and like and Apollo had a different kind of blackout profile, but it was like that was the moment. Especially for Apollo thirteen, is that was the moment. It's like these we're one step closer to getting these guys back home safely is they've made it through the blackout. Yeah. Okay. And then Starlink V one L seven and then Rocket Lab's second launch of the year after a uh four month break. Uh don't June stop coded. me now. Yeah. On June thirteenth. Yep. Uh it was uh flight twelve for Electron yep. carrying Three or er, well, carrying five different satellites, um, and then so that was oh yeah. So I remember this day because it, it was a double. It was a launch double header. I remember this because it was oh yeah. Um, Saturday, June thirteenth was "Don't Stop Me Now," and then four hours later on, uh, like early in the morning on Saturday was, uh, Starlink L eight along with Skysat 16.
1: Yeah, and um, Starlink uh, L8 is interesting um, because that was uh, when there was a very long break between... Never mind, ignore me. I'm thinking of the next Starlink mission.
0: Yep, yeah, so um, that was June 13th was the launch double Doubleheader. And that was funny because I was and this was Don't Stop Me Now technically kinda happened in in Florida time it happened on Well no, it would have happened on June thirteenth. It happened it for me it happened really very late in the night on the twelfth. That was one of those nights when I was up all night and I kinda pulled an all nighter. That was not fun. I remember that. And then after that, uh GPS um I hate the way they do this numbering because in my manifest it says GPS 3 as a roman numeral dash 3.
1: It's, yeah, the current we it say is it's GPS 3 SVO 3 because space vehicle 3.
0: Yeah. GPS version 3 sp- space vehicle 3.
1: It's not it's block 3.
0: Same thing. It's GPS um,
1: block 3 space vehicle 3. And um okay.
0: and then so GPS three S V O three. Um and this was right before all the was this the launch where all the rocket stuff or the engine stuff happened? No. Nope, that after was this. SVO four. Okay. Um and then on Independence Day, Saturday, July fourth, um Rocket Lab launches Pix or It Didn't Happen. Uh which is uh fun launch, uh and in hindsight very ironic name because this was Electron's second, second ever orbital f- launch attempt failure. Yeah. Uh, their first ever operational failure.
2: Um, yeah.
0: Uh, electrical connection to one of the two second stage batteries that powers the second stage engine, uh, became disconnected, causing the turbo pump to lose power. um, it like it was one of those things where it's like you don't realize this is a problem until something goes wrong, but knowing that this was the, like what caused the problem, they fixed it in the block upgrade. Mm,
1: okay. Not quite, but sure.
0: Close enough. Okay, and then July twentieth, SpaceX launches and NASA's two.
1: Anasis 2. That was the first time SpaceX ever caught both fairing halves. And that was go Chiefs first uh successful uh catch, I believe.
0: Let's see. Tianwen-1 was China's Mars vehicle, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh it's also so-
1: worth noting that the Anasis 2 launch um was the fastest turnaround time of a booster at the time at just over 51 days. And not only is that a personal record, or was it, it was a personal record for SpaceX, but it also was the shortest turnaround of a vehicle ever taking the record away from Shuttle Atlantis, which was turned around in, I want to say, 58 days um, or something like that. Although, um, to be fair, the amount of time it takes to turn around a shuttle on NASA spaceflight.
0: To be fair, did you write that article? No comment. i'll edit this out um to be fair the amount of effort it takes to turn around a shuttle is very different from the amount of effort it takes to turn around a falcon yes Uh, so the fact that they just that recently beat shuttle's record is kind of amazing but uh,
1: well you also have to keep in mind this was before the shuttle failures when they were super super reckless
0: i wouldn't say reckless i would say like lenient but
1: I would say reckless.
0: Yeah. Um. So analysis two, and then on July twenty third, twenty twenty, China, the CASC, which is stands for something, I don't even remember. Um, Chinese space agency launches Tianwen one, uh, on a Long March five rocket, which is China's, uh, first. Is it their first? Their first Mars vehicle. Yep. First Mars rover. Yeah. Yeah, first Chinese interplanetary mission. Uh, it still still has a way to go, still hasn't made it to Mars. We talked about that. Um, I don't know exactly the flight profile on that. And then, seven days later, um, ULA, the United Launch Alliance, launches NASA's Perseverance rover uh, along with Ingenuity um, on Thursday, July 30th. And this was a fun launch. Um, whenever ULA launches, like any time ULA launches, uh, I have to watch out for all of the SpaceX fanboys. Uh, not that I'm not saying ULA is perfect. However, it does annoy me that every time ULA launches, there's there are SpaceX fanboys trying to tell tell me why ULA sucks and SpaceX is better. Now. Yes, some of those points are accurate, however um, and that the SpaceX fanboys were so much worse for this launch, specifically uh because it was such a high profile launch but uh NASA launches perseverance uh goes off pretty well, and it's about a month away from landing on Mars, hopefully, yeah, any comments? Nope, okay, and then. Tuesday, August fourth. Uh. I don't. I don't know if you remember Trevor, but I want you to guess what happened on this day. I don't know if August fourth. I don't know if you have any idea.
2: Um.
1: I know there weren't any SpaceX launches. Um, Sure. Oh, uh, SN five hop.
0: Yeah, SN5 does a 150-meter hop at Pad A in the South Texas launch site in Boca Chica, or, well, Brownsville, Texas. Um, it's a suborbital hop, 150 meters. Uh, That's why I said cool. it wasn't a launch. It still counts as a launch.
1: I don't know. I wouldn't call 150-meter hop a launch.
0: No. Uh, Friday, August 7th was Starlink uh, V1.0 L9 carrying black sky
1: um yeah so this is the launch i wanted to talk about a bit um yes so this was um this mission was delayed a ton because right the starlink v1.0 l7 launch was uh the start of june and this is mid um october is
2: that yeah october
0: wait let's look Um
1: um so Starlink V1L9 is the in, um, is in the
0: beginning of August.
1: Sorry, that's what I meant. So there was like a 2 month difference about yeah.
0: Let's um see. and then L8 was in the middle of June.
1: Yes. So it was like yeah. a 2 month difference. Um because they found some problems with the second stage on that launch and I can't get into it, but they crapped their pants.
0: Someone lost I don't I don't know if this is accurate, but I feel like someone lost their job over this because SpaceX kinda of lost some money in this transaction, uh, because they had to go back and redo all the stuff and I don't know. It was it was not a good it was not a good time. Yep. And then so August seventh they launched V one L nine and then August 18th, they they launch Starlink V1 L10 along with Skysat 19, 20, and 21.
1: Yeah, and this was the first six flight of a booster, and this is when um, turnaround times on Falcon really started decreasing, as it was a 75-day difference between uh, Starlink L7 and L10. Yeah. And
0: then, Salcom 1B plus Rideshares launches on August 30th. So they go from having one launch in June to having zero launches in July. Is that right?
1: Yeah, sounds right.
0: Yeah, yeah. No launches in July to having three launches in August because they're catching back up from all of the stuff. Um, Salcom 1B plus some rideshare missions um, all on a Falcon on August 30th. Uh, yeah, and which, that
1: was the first polar launch from the new open polar corridor in the 45th uh, territory.
0: Yep, yeah. it was a it was a polar launch from
1: Florida. Yeah, 45th.
0: Yeah, terms. Uh, it was an RTLS landing, which is fun. Uh, we don't get very many of those, given that all of the Starlink launches were, um, all the Starlink launches are. Downrange. Okay. And then, so, I'm going to skip forward a little bit. Another 150-meter hop from everyone's favorite SN6. Um,
1: Which is now being destroyed as we speak, by the way.
0: Nice. Uh, Rocket 3 Part 1 orbital launch attempt from Astra. Yep. Yep. Um, and then, not successful, but it was an attempt. Uh, Starlink V1 L12 NS-13. Starlink V1 L13, Starlink V1 L14. In uh, I Focus. feel like there's
1: something significant about, uh, yeah. Um, V1.0 L13 was the second sixth flight of a booster, uh, and then Starlink V1.0 L14 is the shortest turnaround time between two launches. Um, it's just under 51 days between Starlink V1.0 L11 and Starlink V1.0 L14.
0: Talking about for one booster, not like a yeah. turnaround. Because this was a six day pad turnaround
1: no actually no not
0: not the same pad never mind ignore me uh in focus the shortest from pad rocket turnaround
1: lab. is like nine days and that's like nice. forty of course
0: in focus from rocket lab uh g p s three s v four
1: return to flight mission in focus and then s v o four was the mission that was delayed by like a month um because of the Merlin issues that delayed crew one and sentinel 6a
0: yeah and then um spacex's crew one where spacex launches NASA astronauts mike hopkins victor glover and shannon walker as well as jaxa astronaut soichi noguchi to the international space station dragon's first operational crew mission very cool this is the mission where when the houston mission control guy says it is an objectively good looking vehicle Yep. and then um Rocket Lab launches Return to Sender
1: um we talked about that a lot earlier
0: yeah um Ascensional 6A Michael Freelich um from the SpaceX. worst
1: coverage of a SpaceX mission ever
0: cause it wasn't SpaceX coverage yes uh launch from Vandy uh was that the only Vandenberg launch this year yep for Falcon um starlink l fifteen um CRS been the only launch from
1: vandenberg this year
0: possibly uh c r s twenty one uh cargo dragon two's first cargo resupply mission
2: yep yep
0: and then uh twelve point uh s n eight twelve point five kilometer test flight uh, we talked a lot about that on a previous episode. I don't remember which one, but you can find it. Um, very it was cool. Launch.
1: Two episodes ago, and then maybe three.
0: This was that was December 9th. On December eleventh, ULA launches NROL forty four, which I only want to talk about because let's have a quick laugh about how long how long it took them to launch this rocket. The
1: rocket got to the pad over a year. Before it launched, and then the, it took like three months to launch. It was pretty sad.
0: Yeah. And then VF O two from Virgin Galactic, uh, Spaceship Two, uh, pretty much the same problem as Launcher One. The, the engine started up and then quickly shut down. It should we know everyone
1: was okay. Yeah. They safely aborted. Yeah. And then, and then on SXM Taylor Swift's 7. birthday. December thirteenth. birthday. SXM seven.
0: Nice. Um, and then on December fifteenth, Rocket birthday Lab to Taylor launches. Taylor Swift. Rocket Lab launches. The Owls Night begins on December fifteenth. Astro has Rocket three point two orbital launch attempt. On uh, I want to go
1: back to SXM S- seven, just because this was the first time that payload fairing was reused on a commercial mission. It was a very fast turnaround of a booster at only fifty six days, and also this is the first commercial satellite. Or non SpaceX payload to fly on anything at the time past a fourth flight, um, would then that change the next time on NRO one hundred and eight?
0: It launched on B ten fifty one dash seven.
1: Yep.
0: Okay, and then Rocket Labs L night begins, Astra's Rocket three point two orbital launch attempt, which was also a failure, but a very very close failure. NROL one hundred and eight from Falcon nine. Um and yeah, so last launch of the year from spacex is n r o l one o eight um from Kennedy space center on an interesting note about dash five
1: uh an interesting note about this mission is the n r o approached spacex just as a normal customer um so they didn't negotiate this contract years in advance, which means that they just got treated as a normal customer. Um, So it was cheaper for the NRO, and they didn't have any say in the booster. Uh, So it launched on um, the fifth flight of the booster and had a successful land landing. And further proving that despite the government entities thinking that reuse is bad, SpaceX nails it every single time.
0: Yep. And we saw the the government slowly kind of started accepting reusability. Or NASA fully accepted reusability during the DM-1 mission which was fun to see. Yeah. Okay. Let's switch over to the other thing we like to talk about, uh, tech. So let's, I want to, I want to go through kind of the little things that happened this year. Uh, let's do this really
1: quickly. quick so we can just get yes. to what we're looking forward to.
0: Yes. So, uh, really quickly beginning of the year. I don't remember exactly when, um, uh, Apple releases the iPhone SE version two, which looks like an iPhone eight, but has a a uh, a 13 Bionic chip. Um, in June, June, July, uh, it, WWDC 2020, Apple's first virtual event, very cool event.
1: Um, I think you mean WWDC.
0: WWDC 2020. Uh, I'm looking forward to WWDC 2021. Uh, because yes, it's yes. Um, then let's see, let's see, Apple event, September 15th, 2020, they release the new eighth generation iPad, the new iPad air and the, um, Apple watch series six, along with the cheaper Apple watch SE all on September 15th. And this was a weird event because like this event was missing something. It was missing an iPhone and I, I and i hope apple can release the iphone at its normal time this year they probably will it's all fine um but this was apple was kind of still reeling from everything that was kind of happened this year um and then on october 13th apple has another event uh probably the most annoying event in apple history uh the release of the iphone 12 which is sad because the iPhone 12 is a really good phone, but you know what ruined this event? What? 5G. This ruined this Oh, event. yeah. Because uh, it was, so it was a really, it was really cool. Like if you take all of the 5G out of this event, it's a really It good was event. an awesome. But it's, and of course Apple did that because the carriers probably gave them a ton of money to talk about 5G because the carriers want to advertise the hell out of 5G. But it annoys me. Um, iPhone 12, iPhone 12 Pro. They released the new, new version of iPhone, the iPhone 12 Mini, which is the size of an iPhone SE, but all of the flagship features of the iPhone 12. Um, I know some people who are gonna get, who either have gotten or are planning to get Mini iPhones, um, and so it's a lot of, for a lot of people. It's a really good size, and it's a good price.
1: We've talked about this before, so
0: yes, and then um November 10th um Apple releases the first versions of the M1 Max. Uh they have a M1, the new M1 chip which is being featured in the new MacBook Air, the MacBook Pro. And we've also Edge talked and about this, so we can Mac just breeze M1. over it. Yes, cool event. And and then so that was Apple's trio of monthly events and then they didn't have a december event unlike we were what we were rumoring earlier um but they did have uh one more uh one more product release the airpods max which have we talked about the airpods max
1: yes we
0: have okay um it's it's yeah it's a little weird it's a a weird product
1: so what let's go pretty quickly because um, we have stuff to get to in 11 minutes. Um, What is, what are you most looking forward to in tech in 2021?
0: In tech. Okay. Not that I'm someone who buys, I'm not currently someone who buys this product, but um, I do want to see, I'm really looking forward to see um, what they do with the iMac. Uh, Mainly, they better refresh the design of the iMac like so it kind of old. feels like they have to it's it's literally pretty much over a decade old that design yeah. um depending on how you count it is 20 years old but uh kind of um uh, but so they have to refresh it but also i want to see like do they put an M1 in a in an iMac do they have like an M1 no. X or do they call it an M2 or
1: Yeah.
0: I don't think I don't think it's M2 cuz I think they're going to do the same thing that they do with the It's going to be M1X. Systems. It's going to be M1X. Almost certainly
1: or maybe M1Z.
0: Or M1I, which would make sense for iMax. And then M1P for Mac Pro. Um Yeah, that that would make sense. Uh but so I'm I'm looking forward to the iMax. Um I'm looking forward to if they come out with, like, an iPhone, I don't know what they're going to call it, but, like, if we assume it's called the iPhone 13, um, first of all, they need to change the way they name the iPhones. Um, particularly, they should probably just get rid of the numbers. Just call it, in the same way they have an iPad, which is just the iPad, they could just have the iPhone, the iPhone Mini, the iPhone Pro, and the iPhone Pro Max. No,
1: don't do that. That is terrible.
0: But... The alternative is having an iPhone 13, and I don't think anyone wants to have an iPhone 13. Who cares? I mean, no matter what, I'm going to buy it, unless it's really bad, but I'm going to buy it. Um, So, I don't know.
1: Okay, I just want you to answer this with a yes or no, with no explanation. Are you going to get the 13 or the 13 Pro? That wasn't a yes or no question. I was going to ask it differently, but 13 or 13 Pro, no explanation, go.
0: I don't know, but if I if I had decide if I had to decide today, I would get a thirteen Pro Max. Okay. Um. It just depends. Uh, if I can survive having a phone that that's that's that big, like I if, said, no
1: explanation.
0: Uh, okay. Okay. Um. Okay. Very quickly. Uh, what one thing are you looking forward to in, in space flight next year? This one. Year? One thing. Um. Or, or five things. I don't care.
1: Okay, five things. Number one, uh, SpaceX is dedicated to rideshare missions. Number two, um, private missions to the ISS with Crew Dragon. Number three, Starship progress and most likely orbital Starship flight. Uh, number four, uh, Starliner getting people to the ISS. Uh, number five, Rocket Lab uh,
2: reuse. Nice.
0: Um do you think Starlink? Do you think Starlink like wide release is going to happen this year? Yes. Cause I really want to see that. Not not that I'm gonna do it, but if I mean if it's feasible, I really would. But um
1: As soon as, as I get th- invited to the beta program to get it even though it's 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 pretty expensive.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um one thing personally that I'm looking forward to this year is hopefully uh, releasing an app on the App Store. But uh, more about that later. Uh, yeah, fun times. Okay. Is there anything else we need to talk about before we quickly run off and go watch another SpaceX launch?
1: Um, We have seven minutes, so I'm going to talk about what I'm looking forward to in tech. Oh,
0: yeah. We have more time um, than
1: I thought. What?
0: We have more time than I thought.
1: Yeah. Um. I'm very excited for the iPhone, the iPhone refresh this year. I think it's going to be really good, and I honestly think it'll be worth upgrading Do to th- from a 12 Pro. Um,
0: Do you think it's going to be portless?
1: I think there will be a portless model. Um, I'm not convinced that there's going to be a buttonless model.
0: No, yeah, and MKBHD said this. Um, he was talking about it kind of like, all of the iPhones this year are gonna be portless. I could see no, them being no like way. the Pro. The Pro and Pro Max will be portless. Like I could see that.
1: Yeah, same. Uh
0: because they did that, I mean, they did that before. Like the first like full screen with a notch iPhone was the iPhone ten, and then they also had the eight, which was the old design. So they've done stuff like that before. Um but yeah. No, yeah, that would be cool to see. Also, um, I want to see how, like, the media reacts to a portless iPhone.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm also, I'm really excited for the continuation of Apple Silicon. Uh, Silicon, silicone, not Silicon. Silicone. Wow. That was a blunder. Um, you
0: said silicone.
1: Yeah. I was like, that doesn't sound right. Um, <laughs> I'm really excited for that. Um and then I'm excited to see uh, AMD's refresh of CPUs this year. Um Yeah. Uh I mean it'll be awesome to see the six thousand series. Um and then also Zen 3 ThreadRipper is going to be awesome. Um and I'm
2: trying to think if there's anything else. Uh
1: Hopefully, AMD refreshes their GPUs. Um, the high end Navi is good, but they need to do a bit of work to get it fully out, in my opinion. Um, and then,
2: um, I don't think that's really it.
0: Yeah, I, I. To be fair, I don't pay attention to a ton of stuff outside of Apple. Um, but I don't think there's going to be a big iPad refresh this year. Uh, there will almost definitely be a Apple Watch Series 7. And in my opinion, I feel like the Apple Watch is kind of due for a big upgrade.
1: I don't uh, think it'll be this year.
0: Um, eventually, within the next couple of years, uh, Apple needs to release a a like a just a design change to the Apple Watch like I feel like there's some there's some big change that needs to happen
1: um I don't know what it is though like what can they do
0: I feel like whatever they do it's gonna make the Apple Watch look completely different from the way it does now as
1: long as they don't make it circular
0: that's the only thing I can imagine besides the way the Apple Watch looks now is it being circular um which if they do that I will never buy one again (sighs) you say that but it is apple um unfortunately um this year will be the year that i get an m1 mac and you can uh bet your butt i'm going to talk about it uh also a little uh looking forward to next week i for uh part of what i got for christmas was uh all of the apple pro apps which are apparently on sale, like you could get all of them for kind of cheap. Um uh, so I'm like I'm currently recording using Logic. I have Final Cut Pro. Um I have to keep myself from saying Final Cut Pro 10 cuz that's not what it is. Um I have Final Cut Pro and uh the all the other ones uh we're going to talk about that at least a little bit next week.
1: No, the next episode will probably be less than a week. It'll probably be in a few days. Next episode kind of will be whenever we want to episode. record
0: another episode. Uh I just didn't I couldn't talk about logic today because we were doing all the looking back stuff and um and I haven't really used it all that much. Oh. Yeah.
1: Going back to my top five things that I'm most looking forward to in this year, space flight related. Um uh SLS possible launch. Um, Vulcan possible launch and New Glenn possible launch if any of those three happens that'll be awesome
0: yeah okay Um, anyone listening if your first reaction to that was orange rocket bad uh, please reevaluate your life choices anyway um, I hate SLS I don't love SLS but it's a thing and it's here I'm not saying it's gonna last, but at least it's here, and we should at least. I think it's
1: gonna launch once. That's it.
0: I could see that. Um, Point being, we at least need to. I don't
1: know. I think that's everything for today. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, my mic was less terrible.
0: Okay. So, thank you for listening to Moonlight, Episode Seven. You can join the conversation on Twitter using the hashtag #MoonlightPod. I'm on Twitter at Ace of Space seven 77 Trevor is on Twitter at 124970MEV. Um, thank you for listening, and we will see you next week. And until then, say goodbye, Trevor. Bye. It's time to watch a Falcon launch.
2: Yes.